0: I completely cut down on the negativity where I stopped watching uh, these news instead I focused all the time instead of watching news I focused on meditation.
1: Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you are actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now let's start crossing it off together. Is there something holding you back from fully living a bucket list lifestyle and bringing yourself joy? Is it your confidence? Is it a relationship? Is it your health? As we've seen in other episodes, like the one I did with Mariana Cadori, where she healed herself of fibromyalgia, that was holding her back from living her best life. Well, today's bucket list storyteller is the same. He had something going on in his life that was emotionally and sometimes physically crippling, but he put it on his bucket list and said, I'm not going to let this hold me back anymore and I'm going to do something about it. And he did just that. Let's listen and learn how by putting this on his bucket list, he was able to move forward with the rest of his life and find more joy. Let's start crossing it off. My guest today is uh, someone that's overcome a great uh, pain in their lives, and he has done it very successfully, and I'm glad he's here to share it with you. Manohar Grandi is uh, with us today. Manohar, thank you for being here.
0: Yeah, uh, thanks, Roger, for inviting me.
1: Yeah. So tell our listeners what, what did you cross off your bucket list?
0: <laughs> yeah. So the, bu- the thing that I crossed off my bucket list was overcoming insomnia.
1: Wow. That is, uh, I struggle with that every once in a while for, for myself. So I'm glad that we're here having this conversation so that I can hopefully learn some things. So, what was life like for you before you like put it on your list and you were struggling with this, you know, this thing going on in your life? What was life like at that point?
0: Okay. Uh, it's back in 2019, exactly four years ago, I was uh, really struggling with uh, insomnia. So what used to happen was uh, I, I used to put my kid to bed and then my wife and I used to just start uh, going to bed at 10.30, 10.30ish time frame. But then what used to happen is my wife has is always an instant sleeper. So it's just like <laughs> a switch off and she just goes to sleep. But for me, it takes some time. It's not that fast. But So what used to happen was I was going on through some personal issues with, uh, with my family and also professional issues. And what happened was uh, I went into an obsession of reading books. So before going to bed, I I started reading books, uh, those self-help categories or whatever kind of thing. And uh, like I I went into this obsession and I continued reading books, reading books. And the problem which happened was without completing the book, I couldn't go to sleep. So it was like (laughs) if I have something which is incomplete, my mind was always occupied on completing these things. And one day, what happened was uh, accidentally, I just was lo- looking into a TED talk, and the TED talk talks about uh, sleep, the importance of sleep. And uh, the, the, uh, basically, the, the instructor says that uh, we humans are the only persons in this planet Earth who regulate, I mean, who change the time of sleep. So, for example, hmm. uh, every creature on this planet follows the day and night cycle see for example uh, the birds when they uh, uh, when it's night time they just uh, they roam around the day do all those stuff but when it's night time they respect the nature and then they go and hibernate and they sleep but we humans we completely changed the way especially with uh, light coming in. And mm. the other thing is with th- this technology boom, as, uh, the, especially the Internet boom in the last two decades, what has happened is there's nothing like we need to stop at some time. We have everything in the push of a button. So and he talks about this point, which is like when we cu- consciously cut down on sleep, we are, are actually losing a lot of things. Actually, our immune system goes, goes for a toss and, and a lot of things happen. So when I saw that, actually, I clearly was able to recognize that I myself am consciously cutting down on sleep by reading these books with obsession. Then I wanted to fix it, but I didn't know how, like, how do I fix it? Uh, Just by closing the book, uh, it it wasn't happening. And then uh, desperation started kicking in. So I was very, very desperate that I want to fix my sleep. I want to fix my sleep. And things started going down the rabbit hole where everything which I tried to fix my sleep was going wrong. And like I, I went to a psychologist who uh, had some classes of uh, teaching me of how I should change my thing, but then that was also not helping me. Then I went to, to a psychiatrist and he diagnosed that I was on anti-anxiety and he gave me anti-anxiety pills. Yeah, that. Uh, so it was a very terrifying phase of my life where uh, I tried very hard to go to sleep, but uh, sleep was not happening. And because of that, so many uh, changes happened. Like I was losing hair. I had digestion issues and all those <laughs> things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so when you decided you'd had enough of this, right, and that you wanted to do something about it, did you tell family and friends, and what was their response? Were they supportive? Were they like, oh, no, you just got to live with it, or man up? Or what was the response from the people around you when you said, hey, I'm going I'm to try to fix this?
0: Yeah, <laughs> so my wife knew, knew that, and she tried telling me to not think about a lot, but like, The way it is, is when you live in a fear psychology where you want to fix that problem. So the brain completely disregards every other opinion and it wants to only fix the problem. So that is the way it it was happening. But uh, other than that, because uh, the place where I stay, uh, I mean, I couldn't uh, really open up to a lot of people saying that I have insomnia and I'm struggling with insomnia. So very little, uh, few people knew. Uh, like my wife knows it, and my sister knows it. Uh, knew it that at that time. Yeah, that's that's what it happened.
1: And they were supportive of you trying to fix this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My uh, my wife. Uh, Actually, initially she got irritated because I I was uh, uh, waking her up uh, saying that I'm not able to feel uh, go to sleep and uh, that is the thing. But then uh, what happened was uh, I went with uh, my wife to the psychologist and then uh, he also guided my wife saying that these things uh, need a lot of external support, also. And then uh, what happened was, um, uh, the yeah, the biggest thing was uh, he told me to start the practice of meditation, uh, which is before going to. I mean, he just told me to do pra- meditate uh, regularly whenever I get time and stop uh, searching uh, the internet like YouTube or anything. Yeah any any fix kind of a thing so basically what i was doing is i was searching for the next hack which will just put me into sleep a right. kind of thing so, yeah
1: but that was so also was keeping in- you up that was yeah that, that yeah, activity yeah. was not helping as much as you wanted it to
0: yeah yeah yes exactly so that is the problem so what uh, he told me is to meditate so my wife used to uh, sit and meditate with me uh, so because it was not her cup of tea, because she never tried it and I never tried it. We were facing a lot of difficulty. But then uh, she just uh, helped me to, uh, at least She what she used to tell me is, go go and meditate. Uh, maybe I may not uh, be meditating the whole time, but you should meditate. That is the timer she used to do. And those kinds of uh, small, small things which she did, that actually changed a lot.
1: And so how did your overall practice you know was it just meditation or were there lots of other things that you kind of incorporated into making this happen once you said okay i'm gonna i'm gonna fix i'm gonna overcome this insomnia and so i know i need to do these things what were those things that you did to kind of release yourself from the grip of that
0: (laughs) yeah so there are multiple things roger which i did but The biggest game changer for me was meditation. Hands down, Mm -hmm. it has to be meditation. Uh, So what I used to do initially is uh, I started the practice of meditation, but I gave up very quickly because i wasn't i was expecting instant result but this time when i did it i wasn't expecting instant result and what i used to do is i used to just meditate for 3 minutes kind of a thing 3 to 5 minutes kind of a time guided meditations i used to take in and then just do them and do them repeatedly so once i was able to sit for 3 3 minutes or 5 minutes then i slowly increased the guided meditations to 7 minutes 8 mm-hmm. minutes and slowly increase the frequency of these meditations also. And uh, after maybe a one month or so, I was able to do like 15 minutes guided meditations. But all this period when I used to do these meditations also, my insomnia was not uh, fixing itself. But then I persisted with this practice of meditation and uh, coupled with uh, some other things. One uh, big change which I did was uh, previously I used to have a late night dinner. so would be something around 8.30ish, 9ish time frame. Mm. So that that was uh, actually I, when I used to do this, uh, everyone was suggesting early dinner. So I just completely changed it to se- uh, 7, th- 7 p.m. in the night. So a little bit early dinner and couple with uh, some other things, which uh, I... Uh, could clearly see is uh I used to watch these debate shows about where people just talk about each other and they keep arguing about each other so then uh, you also agree that all the news will be mostly negative in nature so oh, yeah I come I completely cut down on the negativity where I stopped watching uh, these news instead I focused all the time instead of watching news I focused on meditation though I sucked it but I kept doing these meditation practices instead of investing my time over there and and the other thing which really helped me was I used to sit with my daughter and do this practice of mandala art so there's an art form called mandala art so I used to just sit with her have some playtime kind of a thing do these arts and coupled with all these lifestyle changes uh, gradually things uh, started going better and uh, yeah so eventually I was able to completely not uh, worry about uh, sleeping at all.
1: So when you talk about guided meditation and meditation being a big part of you being able to overcome the insomnia, w- describe what that looked like. What was the guided meditation, and where did you find it? Like, is there is, is there something specific about you know doing guided meditation for sleep, or is it just a matter of that having the practice makes it better in in itself?
0: Yeah. So the uh, the way I did was uh, so there's an app called Udemy. In Udemy, there's a course called Meditation by Greg Deveris. So I used to follow that. So uh, there were there are guided meditations for five minutes, eight minutes, ten minutes, twelve minutes, fifteen minutes, kind
1: of a thing. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. So
0: when I started, uh, I, I completely used the, the course, those guided meditations. And what exactly happens in guided meditations is uh, they just, uh, the instructor, just uh, just like we, we are having these conversations, they ask us to close our eyes and then keep focusing on the breath, the breath that goes in and the breath that comes out so keep focusing on the breath but our mind as it is it starts wandering to some other thought whether uh, about the thing that we want to complete uh, next or something which is incomplete or all these kinds of things so we have to just focus it back on the breath so distractions happen which is like quite normal uh, and when you persist with these practices then things actually change a lot so that is the thing which i
1: followed so what was the biggest change for you personally like once you started doing all these behavioral things and making these changes in your life so that you could have better sleep what were some of the things that you noticed were different about yourself or maybe what are some of the things other people noticed about you that were like oh wow this is different
0: okay uh yeah the biggest change which i noticed is when i was having this phase of insomnia the mornings when i woke up They were very irritated kind of a thing wherein all I wanted was uh, all my mind and the focus was like whether I slept or not. And my energy levels were like very low kind of a thing. But when I uh, slowly uh, came over this thing, my mornings were like calm and neutral. It's not Mm. that the few days I I do have a bad morning uh, here and there but uh, when uh, that's part of life also Uh, and but uh, when I was there right my mornings were very irritated so and those kinds of things but then my morning started becoming normal. And after that, when I initially wanted to exercise or do anything kind of thing in the morning when those phase, it was very tough for me. But now uh, slowly I was able to build these practices of uh, exercise or whatever kind of thing. And they started becoming uh, nothing to worry about. So the mm. pro- the, the, when I read this, when you have something to worry about, the brain actually goes in an overdrive mode. And then it tries to fix the problem. But then once I'm telling my brain that there is nothing to worry about, then my brain is in a relaxed mode, And that's that's the biggest change which I saw.
1: What about for you, like, personally as a person, like, th- your outlook on life? How did that change? You had these physical changes, right? That where you feel better, you have more energy, those kind of things. But what about the emotional changes? Was there transformational happening inside you that that helped you you know look at the world differently
0: yeah so uh the changes uh in terms of emotional things uh i feel like previously um uh, i used to play a victim mindset saying that if suppose uh, someone says that uh if my wife would have said but why de- ha- haven't you done this so i would have given an excuse saying that I can't sleep, I can't focus. So that kind of a victim mindset uh, I I used to live in. But now I started understanding, okay, if I I have done something wrong, okay. So I I now started focusing on, is there a way I can correct it? And slowly, slowly, I started uh, fixing my things. And uh, coming to the overall thing, uh, the biggest thing I would say is uh, from being a victim, I just stopped being a victim. That is the biggest change which I felt. I changed.
1: That's awesome. I love that. You said it so perfectly. If someone came to you and Mm -hmm. you were having lunch or whatever, and you're just having a general conversation with a friend or somebody, you know, and you were able to tell them your story Mm -hmm. and they were impressed and they said, wow, I I struggle with some of those same things. What would you say to them as like something you have to do? Like what's one of the, you know, besides just do it, right? We can all just say, just do it. Easy slogan. What's something like concrete that you would say, okay, if you're going to attempt to overcome insomnia, you need to do X. What's the X? Okay.
0: So first thing uh, and first and foremost thing I would suggest is uh, you have to stop uh, being desperate. Mm. The desperation never helps because when you are desperate to fix your problem uh, it always uh, is in a rebound kind of situation and the second thing uh, for me uh, the biggest game changer was uh, meditation uh, you could do any any form of med- so meditation need not be the only way like which i described which is to close your eyes and uh, concentrate on guided voices you could also do something like uh, like i talked about the mandala art which which is about a drawing form which relaxes your brain so you should uh, consciously put some time on some downtime kind of a thing wherein you relax relax without uh, preferably uh, without technology i know like we have the uh, human beings right now ha- are in a technological explosion and we have so much of technology but uh, if you have any downtime without technology that actually helps a lot is one thing and the last thing i would say is any change uh, you have to persist Without persistence, uh, these things don't, uh, so the change is like, it don't happen overnight. So you have to persist with this. And once you persist, then changes happen. How did you
1: you do that? How did you persist in those moments when you were just like, oh, I don't want to do this? What were you telling yourself or what were you saying to yourself to to get you to that (laughs) persistence?
0: Okay. Yeah. So in this, actually, uh, Roger, I remember seeing a movie with my daughter called Frozen 2. Mm -hmm. And what happens uh, in that is uh, the protagonist called Anna, she has to save her sister. And she doesn't know how to save her sister and all those things. But then there's a beautiful uh, dialogue which says that do the next right thing. So don't uh, mm-hmm. focus on uh, do uh, how should I do all these things and all everything. Just focus on doing the next right thing, which is like when everything is in a mess, focus on doing the next right thing, which is to be relaxed. So that is the only thing which uh, uh, that was the inspiration from that movie, and I, I just uh, that was the aha moment kind of a thing, and I just did that.
1: That's a, that's awesome. I always use the how to eat an elephant analogy right like one bite at a time you can't you can't just break up a leg and eat it you gotta yeah take your time and digest and then move on to the next piece and so i think that advice is super awesome as far as do the next right thing i think that's an awesome phrase mehar what's the next thing that you want to cross off your bucket list
0: uh okay the next thing on my bucket list is uh, I see like uh, like you mentioned you have this problem but I see so many people having this uh, problem uh, of insomnia. So I want to help uh, people get over this insomnia without uh, any sleeping pills. So that for that actually I have started sleep coaching helping people uh, to overcome insomnia. So I want to at least help more than 10,000 people
1: there you
0: go. Uh, in my lifetime to uh, overcome insomnia and live. a hap- uh, So I want them to also have that bucket list where they also cross it off. Yeah,
1: that's that's awesome. Can you tell us like a little bit of how you coach people? Maybe, the, you know, I don't want you to give away all your trade secrets so that people don't hire <laughs> you, but, but, but what? how do you go about, you know, what's the initial thing that you work with people on as far as helping them through this?
0: Yeah. So, uh, Roger, the first and foremost thing I help is, uh, I have noticed uh, with people is, in most of the cases, people are desperate to fix their sleep. Mm. Okay. So, I uh, talk with them and then I explain them why desperation doesn't help. Okay. So, I explain the mind with uh, analogy of... Uh, Uh, so if you there is a very famous thing called as uh, Carl Young said that what you resist persists. okay so I explained that with a story kind of a thing of uh, how you when you resist something it persists so from their life I explain them like what are they resisting so Mm -hmm. and then I make them come into acceptance with that so see like nobody's life is picture perfect everyone has their ups and downs kind of thing but when you, uh, The problem is when people don't accept the things which are not, they are not good in life, people just want to resist those things. So I break that pattern of resistance and then I teach them these patterns of mindfulness, meditation and all those things. And, um, and the other thing which I feel, Roger, is many people have stories in the mind which they keep to themselves. So once you share your story out, there is a lot of burden that comes out. So that is the thing which uh, I help, wherein uh, help them to change their story uh is the other thing which i feel yeah
1: i always say that the most powerful thing that we have as humans is that we get to tell our own stories Uh, and sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be bad but telling them is important so uh manohar thank you so much for being here how can people get in contact with you or connect with you if they're interested in in bringing you on as someone to help them get through this yeah
0: so uh so there are Two ways to contact me. Uh, one is my website, manohargrandi.com. And the other way, like I mentioned about uh, all these things, which I mentioned in this podcast, I have all, all uh, documented this in a book called My Sleepless Nights that's available on Amazon, both as an ebook and as a paperback. So you can read my book uh, that's available on Amazon.
1: Awesome. Fantastic! I will put all that information in the show notes so that people can just click on it and get access you very easily. And I suggest if you're struggling with this out there, you probably should. uh Manhar, thank you so much for being here. I very much appreciate you sharing your story and being vulnerable about it. And I wish you all the success in helping other people overcome this. I think that's awesome, and uh, I wish you the best. Yeah,
0: th- thank you, Roger, for inviting me into this podcast, and I really had time in uh, talking about my bucket list and how I crossed it off.